Hello and welcome to On the Drive Home. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Katie. And we review movies on the drive home from the movie theater. And Katie and I just watched Nocturnal Animals. Dun, dun, dun. Starring Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Shannon and and, and. I think that's about it. Yeah, those, <laughs> are, the main those are the main people. And uh, directed by Tom Ford, who also wrote the screenplay. Yeah, and I think he was fun. a producer as well. And Probably. I'm kind of curious. I didn't catch who. So this is a book adaptation. Yeah. And it's, I, was the book also written by the same person? No, or was the this? book was written by Austin Wright. Okay. And the book was originally called Tony and Susan. Yeah. Which kind of makes you think a little bit about the movie. Which is another one of my sort of ideas of why I thought something was happening. So first, there's a lot of artistic stuff in this movie. Very much so. It's 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 a little artsy. They start the movie off in probably the coolest opening sequence, <laughs> the credit sequence that I've ever seen. It's a bunch of obese women dancing in slow motion. Naked. Naked. Yes. Completely nude. Like yes. 100% nude. And yeah, morbidly obese women. Yeah. And it was funny because, I mean, like most art does, it starts off and you're just like, oh, oh. But then, at least for me, I was like, that's kind of funny. And then I just sat there with a grin on my face because it's, it's there for a while. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's like the it first is. three minutes of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it makes sense because the main character, Amy Adams, is, a, is an art uh, gallery owner or... Yeah, something uh, like that. She does something with, like, showcasing art or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that was, like, a, a piece that she was showing. But this is like but, a... What would you call this? I would call this a thriller, uh, suspense? kind of suspense yeah. thing. Um, let me name it suspenseful. Well, I, I think a little suspenseful. The beginning was definitely suspenseful. It, um, it has a lot of makes you ask a lot of questions about it because there's, yes. there's there's the two stories. There's the one with Amy Adams as the art collector, and she has this previous boyfriend slash husband. Probably just boyfriend though, but he's a writer. And no, those are they, they were married. Oh, they were okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, the so ex-husband he, also wrote a uh, novel that, that she is reading, and you the novel is fully acted out, and it runs in parallel to the main story. Right. And I guess what you're supposed to get is the from this movie is the connection between her and her relationship with her ex-husband and the novel. Yeah. Um, not that I'm doing spoilers with this, but you can kind of get the idea that in a way, like, the novel was sort of his artistic expression of possibly their marriage. Yeah, it's... Or his relationship with her. There's definitely a lot of stuff going yeah. on there, and I, I mean, I have my own little claims and ideas, but I, they don't feel right. They don't, they don't match up, like, puzzle pieces that I think they should. Right. Um, but it was an interesting movie, nonetheless. It was really good, and that's what, well, you know, that was, that's what makes up art. Yeah. If you think about it, this whole movie shocking. can be kind of like art because if I saw it a different way and you saw it a different way, that's what art does. It makes you think uh, the way you're, I guess, you're supposed to, or the way that what comes to you naturally, and that's a sign of art right there. Another really neat piece of art in the movie, aside from the naked obese women dancing, was uh, there was uh, a photo, and it looked like just some open kind of forest area, and there were these two Mexican people. <laughs> 
and one of them had a, a, a rifle up to the other one. Yeah. About, you know, 20 yards away, like he was about to execute him. And then the guy that's about to be executed, he's like looking at the camera smiling. Yeah, that was a little strange, <laughs> that piece of art. And all there. I think yeah. is like, that's what I want to hang above my <laughs> fireplace. Like it was just like off-putting and weird right. and quirky totally. enough that I'm like, this is great art right there. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was interesting. Yeah. That was, I, I couldn't really figure that piece out because it's like, because it, that's not, I mean, that's art though, I guess. Like you yeah. didn't, he wasn't doing what you would expect, yeah. I guess. And that kind of situation. They had a bunch of like, like the art department of the movie, I think, probably had a lot of fun because there's another yeah. scene where it's somewhat of a serious scene and there's like this, uh, this painting of a woman in the background and it's like painted as if it was taking a picture from a fish islands so her booty is just like massive and it's the focal point of this yeah yeah it's really funny yeah there's some really interesting little touches of art matter of fact um, one of the things i thought and this is made just me because I, I like clothes and mm -hmm. stuff like that but i even thought like all of amy adams outfits were a little bit stylistic and art like yeah at the beginning she went to this party and everyone looked so different like art in a way one lady she was talking to with the black hair and had jewelry everywhere and all these really neat parts of her outfit and um i don't know it was just very eccentric yeah and um i don't know if they're trying to say something about society or something or like at least that just with... that that sect of people yeah like the that rich class of kind of kind of not super rich but you know really high upper mm -hmm. class people and, and kind of their lives and it was funny because i remember during that scene In the modern, not modern, because they're both both stories are modern. He, but there's the fake story, the book story, and then there's yeah. the real life story. So he plays the character in the book story, and then he plays his, he, and he plays the man that was married to Amy Adams. So uh, hopefully he got paid twice for doing double yeah, right? double duty. <laughs> exactly, on this movie. that's how it should be. Um, but I thought he was excellent in it. Um, Amy, Amy Adams, I love Amy, Amy Adams, but she was she was okay. I mean, 
I didn't get anything spectacular from her. Her performance was very subtle, and I think yeah. that's what her character was supposed to be. She's but not exactly. supposed to be like overly exactly. emotional or anything. Yeah, um, she was supposed to be just a rich girl with problems. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. And just she... look moderately sad throughout the entire film. Exactly right, but um, I, don't know. I really, I really like Michael Shannon's character. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal's character. I thought they did a really good job. And the characters I think always get overlooked, but I don't know why. I always love them. Are the bad guys, and of course, the the horrible redneck guys. They were horrible guys, yeah. you know, in this movie. Um, and not, not to spoil the movie, but uh, there's an attack, and there's these horrible, horrible redneck um, men. And I always feel like, you know, those characters kind of get overlooked. You know, they played really good scummy guys, and you wouldn't have a story without the really good nasty scummy guy. Yeah. And Maybe it does. I don't know to play something like that. Sure, but, it always takes something. Yeah, but they did a great job. They were scummy. They were horrible. I hated them. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> so that's what's supposed to be. Uh, what was your uh, rating? I would give it. See, this is the type of movie where I enjoyed it watching it right now. I'm excited about it, kind of pumped about it, but ask me about it two weeks from now, I don't know if I'm going to have the same sort of feelings. Mm, I can see so, that. Yeah. I'm going to give it. See, I'm, I'm debating between three and four, and since we don't do halvesies on this program, I'm just going to go ahead and give it a three. Three. But that could change. It might become a four in the future, or it might stay a three. Or it might even change after we give our ratings, because we're going to talk a little more about it in depth. Yeah. And kind of give some spoilers. So, so spoilers start now. So turn this off so if I you don't want to hear anything. I feel like... Uh, so there's, there's two parallels that can be drawn from this. Right. One, Jake Gyllenhaal his character in the novel and as Tony as that was to Tony and Tony is the the novel character and then yeah. Edward is his name in real life right that they are the same person yes but then there's my thought that also could be true is that Amy Adams character is the Tony character and that you know when, instead of instead of Tony's family you know getting getting raped and murdered and taken from him, it's really kind of her life that's being taken from her. Um, yeah, I because that because what? in the story she was a rich girl and the family didn't want her marrying some yeah. what they called weak, I guess not established or rich guy is yeah. the kind of vibe I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like I I can see that, but it doesn't fit together like a nice neat puzzle. Right. Um, and there's definitely that scene where you know Amy Adams' character is like breathing while. Jake Gyllenhaal's character is breathing as he's dying and it's like there's something going on there but I don't know it just it doesn't fit as well as I would like it to well here's what I kind of think and I might be totally off the wall he was an alien he was an alien exactly right um but I, I kind of like thinking a little bit outside the box with some of this stuff but here's why I sort of think so I believe the Tony character was Edward okay okay I don't think I'm very out of the box. No, no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay, sorry. And the reason why, though, because throughout the whole movie, they're talking about how Edward is weak, weak, not good enough, he's not strong enough. And in the beginning of the movie, um, these redneck guys run the car off the road, mm -hmm. and uh, Tony is with his daughter and his wife. And even during the scene, I was even thinking about, yeah, be a little bit sterner, you'd be a little stronger, you don't have to let these guys walk all over you. And he didn't, he was weak mm -hmm. in a way with them. Yeah. I almost kind of think 
the redneck guys a little bit represented Susan. Okay. Because of what she did to him and how she hurt him, how she took something away from him that oh, can never yeah. be given back. No, that makes sense. Am I allowed to say what it is? Of course. Well, we're in she, spoilers. All right, we're in spoilers. So she had an abortion with his baby, and she never told him, and he found out, I guess, just by watching her coming out of the clinic. Yeah. And in a way, I almost kind of feel like she is sort of symbolized by the evil men taking away his daughter and his wife, like a life he could have had. That makes sense. Actually. In a way. Yep. Yeah, and um, and that's why there were animals. They were animalistic, nasty, and she was kind of animalistic and nasty to him for the way she kind of treated him by not having him not being good enough, mm-hmm. not being strong enough, and then refusing to have his child. Yeah. And when they were married, too. Um, so that's a little bit of what I kind of direction I think. Thing. No, I think that that makes sense. A See, I, I was so focused on like who Tony was that I wasn't focused on who Susan was in that story. Or yeah. I was focused on who Edward was in the novel rather than who Susan was in the novel. But I think you know, you're right. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what it is. In a way, because they named it nocturnal animals, and he used to call her when they were married a nocturnal animal because she doesn't sleep. Mm-hmm. So. No, and, I think and, you're and right. I, yeah, I got the animal those, vibe from those the, southern The rednecks guys. took yeah. away his family from right. him, and he was kind of powerless to do anything in the same way. She that's took, what, that's yeah. what she did. In the same way, she took his uh, chance of having a family, yeah, took away his yeah. chance of having or Not necessarily know, his chance, but but what he wanted mm-hmm. for, for you know, his life yeah. there. So. No, that's it. You nailed it. Did I nail it? Yeah. I told you. I didn't know. I I was thinking a little bit, a little bit weird there. But I don't know. I could be wrong. No. Really, the only people know are the writers and this and that. Yeah. And this is one of those things where it's fun to go home onto YouTube after you see the movie and just see what other people kind of thought about it. But I think, I think you nailed it. I think that's what it is. But also at the same time, though. I I feel I might be thinking a little bit more about this movie, and that's another reason why I gave it a four. Yeah, anytime you think about a movie after you, yeah. after a day, I think it's it's a, a good really sign. good sign. Yeah, so I I highly recommend it. I think it was good. I'd recommend and seeing it too. I, I think that uh, am I am I gonna overlook at the Academies? I don't think it will, but I, might, yeah, no. I might get overlooked One, a little bit. Who cares about the Academy Awards? Let's not even talk <laughs> about that as if it's a thing. It's stupid. That's Amen. my opinion. Amen, Mister. But but I mean I don't I don't think that there any anybody's performance was like groundbreaking. Like no. like Michael Shannon, he was he was just like a you know a, a very stern, straight faced you know stereotypical Texan guy. Yeah. Where he's like no I don't show emotion things like that and it's like. But I think I mean re- he did it great. But it's not like he was like showing all sorts of different range and and, no, and emotion. No, you're right. But the reason why I kind of suspected best supporting with him is because he held that story very well together. Okay. With the way he acted in that character and how he put that together, yeah. I felt like it would have been more of a it, without him. It wouldn't have been more of a story. Yeah, he definitely made the movie really interesting. Yeah. And there was that scene where. They're in the coffee shop talking about, you know, the revenge plot and everything. Yeah. And uh, Michael Shannon gets that question, or uh, Jake Gyllenhaal asks him a question about his daughter and everything. And it was really kind of a neat moment where mm-hmm. he's, like, getting ready to, to like, open up. But then, you know, they, they move on with it because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure in the actual book they kind of delve into it more. Yeah. But on the movie, they had to get going. Yeah, you know, I should probably read the book, actually. Tony it seems and Susan. like a, it I think seems be a good like book. book that you would read. Yeah, I think it know. does. Yeah, so... 
But all right, that's all I got. That's all I got. Okay, till next time, guys. Which is gonna be Star Wars. Yay, Rogue One! And it's gonna be <laughs> stupid. Well, we'll see. Well, Let, find let's out. hope. Well, let's put it this way. Um, it can't be as bad as Episode Seven because it can this, be. Well, I, I, I don't it think can it can be worse. It could be worse. Well, Never underestimate. I, I'm not going to go on to it, but the reason why I think it'd be better is because remember, episode seven didn't take any risks or didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, it just stayed very safe. This one, I feel like they could take a little more risks. Yeah. Because it's the same story. I think I think so. that this one does have a much better chance of being. Well, I guess Force Awakens had a had an excellent chance to be a great movie, and it failed. It just decided to regurgitate everything that it already had done before from previous Star Wars right. movies. This one. At least the the impression I get from the trailers is that it could have some really good meaning to it. They could mm -hmm. really do some great things. But after we'll see. seeing that one dude's Godzilla movie, it's kind of like, you know, Godzilla, I remember, looked like it was going to like have oh, a lot the of... Oh, the trailer the trailers phenomenal looked phenomenal Yeah, the trailers for Godzilla. for Godzilla looked great. It was like, oh, wow, they're like really going to pull this yeah, in. And then you, you got yeah. Brian Cranston in it. There's his acting ability is going to like bring like oh, a Brian whole Cranston's new amazing. level to the story yeah. and everything. And then you watch it and you're like... It's like crap. Oh, <laughs> that's what they're going to do. Okay. It's like you got this, all these expectations for a great date... And it all falls yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> so a great evening. You have all these plans. You plan ahead. You think it's going to be wonderful. And then it just, nothing. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, then I guess we'll chat about uh, Rogue One on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Be there or be square. Dun, dun, dun.